What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Casey, and we are talking about episode five of season eight of Fear the Walking Dead, which is probably the worst episode this season just because Grace dies. And I'm so fucking pissed. Acting wise, it was a great episode. She acted. You're the only one pissed that she did. No, a lot of people are. You know what? I can't with you. I'm not. I'm glad it's finally over. I'm glad she made it to the finish line. I mean, in that. Oh, yes. In that sense, yes, I understand that sentiment. Like, you are tired of seeing this woman go through so much. Mm-hmm. But I would have just liked a little bit more time with her. I would have loved for Morgan to be able to be with her after he just got finished dealing with the stuff from his past he needed to deal with. I would have loved for Mo to have been able to see what being around real parents is like. Instead of being raised by Padre, I am just like, y'all just had to this June treatment. You know how you knew knew it was over in the very beginning? Because when the show started, she had the little Tyrese montage with the faded, (laughs) the faded but clear background, her looking up at the tree. I said, oh, she about to die. It's the montage. Cause now you looking at reflected on your life. Uh, girl, if you don't just pass away. <laughs> I can't stand you. The montage did it for me. I was like, I mean, okay. And like I said, I get look, it. Look at the first, look at the first two minutes. All you see is trees and this going past, and then to show you know how the eyes blink so it get dark and you reopening this and new look. She was sick. She could have. She... Okay. Okay. No, no. Okay. So, so let's they didn't get with do that in, in this show yet. Let's get with the serious stuff. Okay. Because I'm going to put it to you like this. Okay. I'm ready. She probably could have been saved by June's treatment. Had Mo stopped dicking around. So you're going to blame an eight year old? I'm sorry. <laughs> this little girl is not eight years old. The stuff that she was doing in this episode. Not to mention what we were talking about in the last episode, but in this episode, no. Because you mean to tell me now she knows how to navigate through the river. She knows exactly where she is in order to get to where she needs to go to find this train car that Shrike has already said she has moved. Brandon, yes, and she I'm found a little, the little pumpy thing for the train. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but the little pumpy thing to take up. And she spent all that time when, like, Grace literally told you, this is what I want to do. I want to go to this to this station and, and live with you and your dad for as long as I have and da-da-da. And, like, even Morgan, when he was fighting her on at first, you know, he's so much, oh, no, we can save you, we can save you, we can save you. And then once they realized that Finch's infection has come back, 
which means the treatment most likely doesn't work. And Morgan is like, okay, you know what? We'll do what you want to do. You want to spend your last remaining time with us? Okay, we'll go ahead. Mo, all of a sudden, no, I can't lose you. No, this will work. No, we're going to fight for what we want. And that's why we're going to win. I was like, little girl, if you don't sit your ass down, if you don't sit down and let the grown folks grown folk. Man, they probably could have saved her. If Shrike again had left them the fuck alone, left left them soldiers alone. If Daniel, well, I'm I'm not gonna blame Daniel because Daniel was thinking about the safety of his people. He was like, look, we don't have the numbers, blah, blah, blah. I can't put my people in danger, which understood. And Grace was like, mm-mm, we're, we're not gonna do this. I'm not, nobody else is risking their life for me. She didn't even want Morgan and Mo. Once he said that, he's like, I did about <laughs> Because it's one of those things where it's like, if you already know you can't help, what you gonna do is just sit on the radio and listen to her die? Daniel yeah, has enough guilt to deal Daniel has his own guilt to deal with years and years worth of it. He don't need to, he don't need that on his conscience. But God when I say the way that tickled me, he got off that thing. All right, bye, click. Oh damn. I'm telling Here. you, this doggone shrike. When first of all, y'all y'all keep communicating over these walkie talkies, and I realize that's not <sighs> y'all have to talk. But can y'all please go to another channel or something? Go to another channel and then just change back to the channels like every ten minutes or so, and let make her think that the conversation y'all having is the conversation. Oh my god, I said that too. Like, yes, we're listening. Uh, it's 12 the 25 cars not there anymore why do you think i put it on wheels first of all i'm gonna say this too because shrike keeps talking about how she's trying to save the children how she's trying to make a better life for them and this that and other how can you say you are trying to save anybody when you have someone conducting medical experiments on the most unsanitary surface in the history of medical experiments that train like y'all have been y'all have been operating and doing medical experiments for seven years you couldn't have somebody go over that train car once making like, steroids well the thought probably like is no, because the thought is if the walkers are already infected, they already grimy, their blood is nasty and black and disgusting. What well, I'm clean up for. But you're trying to say people, not the walkers. People still need clean surfaces. They need germ-free stuff. I mean, even if you can't sterilize it the way you would in a regular hospital, but we already know there's still hospitals with equipment around because Grace said in the last episode when she started to feel sick, she found a hospital and she tested herself and that's how she found out she had cancer. So we know there are hospitals still around. There's probably equipment. There's probably cleaning solution. Y'all can't do it once over? Just once? I mean, they cleaned something. He had his appendectomy. So something was clean. His gown was clean. After the surgery. So anyway. 
So I'm gonna continue talking about Shrike and her people because they get on my last fucking nerves. And I think we talked about we talked about this in the episode before how they get on our last nerves. This woman is already sick. She has a bite. And your soldier's gonna grab her and drag her from the car. Like y'all can have a little no why would you expect that That, why would you expect that at all that's okay that's why they ass dead now but I'm saying why would knowing who strike is why would you expect that why would you expect anything less I don't expect it she's a selfish narcissistic woman she ain't thinking about nobody but herself and whatever this plan she has formulated in her mind of what this world should look like with no parents and only children who should now earn their keep and figure out how to kill a thousand of walkers and uh, why would she think she don't care who get hurt she don't care who live who die as long as it ain't her she don't give a fuck she made that clear when she sent them to said she when when the guys went when Morgan and, and Daniel and them wouldn't do it, I was a send the kids. Like fuck it. She like fuck them kids. So either way, somebody <laughs> gonna get this kid. Was she not? Yeah. Was she not? She don't give a damn. She don't give as much nerves. and that's the other thing. As much as she claims she wanna protect these children so bad. As much as you say, I'm trying to, I'm do, it's for their own good. I'm trying to protect them. I'm trying to take care of them in the way y'all couldn't. You sure quick to put them motherfuckers in dangerous way. You sure quick to be like, because you got kids, you ain't even out here. You got kids out here hiding in the woods, patrolling with sticks. If somebody really want to take them out, they, fuck them goddamn sticks. They're going to shoot you up and keep it moving. Because could you imagine them children against the Reapers, the Saviors, the anybody else that comes along? But you got the meek and mild man or Daniel and his group of parents who ain't going to hurt no kids because it might be one of my kids. And then you got Morgan. You know, who, who left? That's why she's who been, left? That's why she's been isolated for so long. She can't do shit against nobody else. That's why she's surrounding herself around children. At least with children, especially if you're raising them the way that Padre is raising them, those children are they not ain't raising them, no. But, but what ain't. I'm saying is, it, it's kind of like, like I said, with, with the whole Jocelyn thing, those kids are not going to rebel. Those kids are not going to question your authority. They're not going to question whether or not you're making stupid decisions because all of us adults see that Padre, they're making some hella stupid decisions. Because we adults. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about Shrike because I, like I said, I got some things to say about her. Okay. But this episode, and granted, we, we've seen death episodes that, that last the whole episode or whatever. I think... The thing that really got to me was you have these two people who love this person who's dying and I understand them wanting to try to save her life mm-hmm. but it's something Shrike does say one thing towards the end that kind of encapsulates that and it's that 
it's not about what she wants. It's about what you want. Because this whole first part, like Grace has told them, I don't want y'all to try to save me. June's treatment is not going to work. Again, this is a person who has worked with radiation. I think she would be the one to listen to. As much she as you don't want said, to. I don't want y'all to try this treatment. It's a waste of time. Take me to these coordinates. This is where I want to go. I want to I want to spend whatever time I can with you. She passes out, she wakes up, she's on a boat. She's looking at them and she's like, "Where are we going? Oh, we're going to the train car." No, that is not what I wanted. Like she is telling y'all. And granted, I understand for Mo, Mo don't Mo don't understand this kind of thing. She don't understand this kind of dynamic. Why would she? For Morgan I can understand, especially considering you just got her back and you don't want to give up on the hope that she can be saved. But most people who are sick, especially that kind of sick, they know when they're close. Y'all should have. She ain't telling you that for nothing. She's not telling you that for nothing. She don't want to spend her last. She don't want to spend her last days, whatever, running from folks. Heck no. Obviously, Shrike doesn't know about this station that she has. She got to though. I don't know. Because that was my thought. Because if she had coordinates, and how Dwight and Sherry and them end up there? I think they gave. They probably gave them the coordinates because remember they were at the truck together when she gave them the coordinates. So um, mm-hmm. remember they okay. were splitting. No, seriously, they were splitting. Okay. White and Sherry were going to lead them away so that they could go to the um, so that they oh. could go to the train car. I mean train car. And that was probably okay. like a backup plan. Okay, if we can't make it to the okay. train car. This is the next best place we can go. We can get June to come here. Because okay. that was the whole thing. They're trying to get June because not only is Grace bit, Finch is getting has worse. He, he has a fever. His infection is starting to get red again. And yeah, so the infection is back. So according to June, she may not have given him enough radiation and the infection is coming back. She may be able to treat it. She may not. But again, Again, I love Dwight and I understand Dwight is worried about his child. I get that. But you keep asking June questions when she's telling you stuff like June is being as straightforward as she can be. She's not trying to give y'all no false hope. She's saying, okay, if this happens, we might can do this. If this what do you mean, might? What does that mean? It means what she motherfucking said. It means might. Right. It means that this is a treatment that she developed under duress. One, from having a gun pointed at her head. Two, the second time, after having been tortured and had her finger cut off. Of course she, was expected, cut off. she was expected to, de- to develop this treatment and tweak it 
almost immediately and okay. under duress because she's trying to keep your child from dying. So no, it's not going to be a perfect treatment. Did it have some hope? Yes. And did it work for a little bit? Yes. For a little bit? Yes. You got a few more days. Now that's that's not to say that she can't get to him and do whatever, but I'm going to be honest, by the end of this episode, Finch was not, the odds for Finch were not looking good. Same way they wasn't looking good for Chris. He's going to have a montage next. Shut up. He can't have a montage. We don't, we haven't seen him in enough. He don't. He ain't been here long. No, they're going to have it. He going, it's going to have him sweeping a strike leg, making her fall. (laughs) It's going to have when he pulled the gun on June. That was funny. Remember that thing I told you? So like we said, they're on this boat. Grace just wants to go to this, um, I forgot what they call it. Relay station, whatever station. Safe house. She she's telling Mo, you know, she was like, I just wanted us to go there. You know, over the years I've been collecting stuff for Padre. And I was collecting other things too. And Mo was like, for what? To to make a home, someplace that we could go. So yeah, you know what? Seven years have gone by. Grace has never given up the hope that her and Morgan and Mo would ever be able to get together. That makes mm-hmm. it more sad. Because she That's... planned for a life after Padre. She did. What happens is the, cards. the prefects, they start shooting off flares over the river, which means that they know that Morgan, Grace, and Mo are in the river. They know they're trying to go to the train car and they're drawing walkers towards them. Now, they've also, at this point, they're listening on the radio. And again, these radios got some hella... um, (laughs) Hella batteries, hella range, hella... These, I need some these motherfuckers. Oh. I, I, can, I can be at home and call my mama from work. Like, hey. We was walkie-talkies at my job where we used to. And if I walked next door, I couldn't hear anything. So these are super okay. talkies. Well, or maybe because it's the apocalypse, there's nothing else over the waves. You know, that so could be that could be it. They have super, super duper 30 mile range, 50 mile, 100 I mean, mile range. Ain't it's not like for you, for you to be on Padre, for them to get in the boat and take that boat away from Padre, and you can still hit out there. You got you got the top of the line. That could be. That could be. We're gonna go with it because other than that, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, so while Morgan and them are in the boat going going down the river with the flares going off in front of them, this is where Dwight and Sherry realize that Finch is not doing well because the, the prefects have chased them. They've gotten away from them and he's not doing well. So as they raise June on the radio, of course, Morgan has heard the whole thing. Morgan is like, okay, June, you have to go to Finch. And Mo is sitting there in the boat like, no, she has to come to the train car. They're like, no, baby. If Finch's infection is back, that means that June's treatment doesn't work. That means that there's really nothing we can do for Mama Grace right now, you know? Right. So Morgan, of course, he starts feeling bad because he was like, I, I should have just taken you where you want to go. So 
So anyway, like I said in the beginning, you, oh, oh, you mean what I said in the beginning? Shut up, shut up. So he has to get off the boat because again, the prefects are drawing more walkers towards their way. So he's going to try to draw them away. And he has this idea, okay, we can't make it to the station that she wants to go to, but we can go to the carnival, the place where he first encountered Madison and Mo. Okay, we can take her to the carnival. If we, uh, you know, if we kind of fix it up good, we should be able to last for a little while. You know, I, unspoken words until Grace dies. They can do that. So you know where that is? You can go. Again, how been on this land before you're saying y'all got her a map but does it have carnival listed on the map does she even know where the carnival was well so, it was near water remember? it was near water but okay you know what and now that i think about it this is what we probably should have done we should have paused on that um map when they were showing where the railroad track was and look to see where it was. Hold on. I'm, you know what? We're we going to do that right quick. I'm about, because I'm about, I'm going to pause. Hold on. I'm going to pause. I keep that. Okay. Okay. So I have it on the, in the background now. Now the map is folded. So it's like a middle part and then like the end part. But there are clearly some cities that you can see because Mo is showing where the railroad track is that uh -huh. um, the train car is on. There's um, Cooler, Garden City, Richmond Hills. Richmond Hills, I just stayed in Richmond Hills a month ago. That is on. That is outside of Savannah. Uh-huh. So if she's looking at the railroad tracks, the railroad tracks goes down. Like, yeah, they're, they're not too far from the East Coast of Georgia. So they are mm. near Savannah. So again, this doesn't really make sense because how the hell did they get way over there? And would you make be able to make it from Cooler to Atlanta in one day? That's that's only uh as far as driving, that's only like a two and a half hour drive. It's only a three and a half hour Working drive. Driving, he was running. Right, but still, depending on again, we don't know if he walked the whole way. He could have found a bike. He could have found a car. He could have found some other mode of transportation. He shit. He could have stolen a Padre vehicle and drove it up to a certain point. But what I'm okay. saying is, we don't know for sure that he walked the whole way. Right. But yeah, I'm sitting here looking at this map. There's Pooler. There's the Savannah Airport. Richmond Hills. Keller. Yeah, they could be in um, Savannah or somewhere near it. Tybee Island, Jekyll Island, St. Simons Island, somewhere around there. They got to be on one of those islands. They have to be. Because other than that, none of this other stuff makes sense. And I'm looking at the way that they the way that these lines are drawn on this map, like you have the regular map lines. And for anybody who's listening to this, we're looking at the episode 11 minutes and it's at the 11 minute marker where Mo is pointing out where the railroad line is. So you have the regular map markings, but you also see all of these drawings in black marker. 
probably like different paths that they've traveled through pa Padre, uh, whether it was scavenging or whatever it is that they do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they, they got, even though, yes, we, we, we did move the show to Savannah, they never confirmed where, what area Padre is in. They got to be close to Savannah, just looking at this map. Because with, um, where was Victor's Tower? Victor, uh, all of that was in Galveston. Also, so they, they either got to be on some in, in Savannah, or if you look at if you look at the squiggly lines, the black lines on the map, it's going uh -huh. more so towards the west side of the state. So again, that would put our theory at southern Alabama, Georgia, Florida, in in that particular area, because the the map, the markings on the map that they have are more in that area. So yeah, but they're clear. Yeah. She, yeah. She's showing it's got to be further down the line. It's yeah. They're near the Georgia coast. That's how he was able and to. We said that. Yeah. We, we said that. We did. But it's like now, okay, we have it. I'm like, I, I don't know why I didn't think about that earlier. But yeah, when Dwight is looking on it and yeah, and and it's almost like they they purposefully have the map folded in such a way that you can't tell specifically where they are or where they have been. But again, all of those black markings, they have been all over the place. Hmm. Okay. I already know the walking dead don't do shit on accident. They don't. They don't. And the, the fact that there's not one but two airports within that vicinity... One of them has to be Savannah Airport. The other one, I don't know. I don't okay, know. so that awkward pause was Casey and I <laughs> trying to do a little detective work. Yeah, we were. Of course, we had a clear view of the coordinates that Grace wanted to go to. So we have spent the last like 10 minutes trying to plug these coordinates into everything. <laughs> <laughs> we came up with shit. <laughs> so if anybody else can figure this out where Grace wanted to go, if that's a real coordinate, let me know. But um, yeah, anyway, going back to what we were talking about, the map. So yeah, there they are somewhere in middle South Georgia, possibly near Savannah, possibly on the other side where uh, Alabama, Florida, and Georgia all kind of meet those, um, you know, those areas. So yeah, I was like, okay. They did give us a little bit to go on. So we do know that they are definitely not in Texas. They're not in Louisiana. They're not in any of those states. They are closer to Georgia or in Georgia, which makes it a little bit more reasonable that Morgan would have traveled to King County. He was probably only a few hours away from the shore. But anyway, all right. Let's go back to the episode. So, as we mentioned, Morgan leaves off the boat to try to lead the walkers away and lead the prefects away from Sherry and Dwight so they can try to get Finch to June, okay? He tells Mo to take Grace back to the carnival 
where he met them and he will meet them there. He was like, I'll take the long way around, but I'll meet them there. He, you know, he gives his goodbye to Grace and he was like, um, I'll see you again. I promise. When he said, I promise, I said, oh yeah, she's going to die. Because one thing you don't do on the show is make promises. Don't make promises. It's not going to happen. So anyway, Morgan does what he's supposed to do. He calls Mo on the radio. He's like, Mo, um, I'm where we were supposed to meet. Where are you? She's ignoring him on the radio. He's like, I think I know where you're going. I'm coming for you both. I'm like, little girl. Little girl. I understand what you were trying to do because you are so sure that this treatment is going to work, that this treatment that you didn't even know about until a few days ago. You are so sure it's going to work, which I understand you're desperate. This is your have mom. Hope. This is the mom that you just found. You want to have time to spend with her. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you are. But that's not the way to get it. That's not the way to get it. You are an eight-year-old trying to get a sick and bitten person to a train car. That you're not exactly sure where it is. No, apparently she found it. She found the rail railroad tracks. Like you said, she found the <laughs> car. And she's telling Grace, you know, you'll understand when it works. It's going to work. Which means it's not. And Grace is trying to tell her. She was like, look, the prefects are going to find you. They're going to take you back to Padre. This is not what I want. Turn around. Take me back. Call your father. Call your father. Raise your father on the radio. Walking him. Walking him. And then here come the prefects standing there, led by fucking Dove. I'm like, boy, the brainwash is so strong in this one. Padre is not a person. It's an ideal. Idea. You thought Padre was a person up until a few days ago. Do you not remember that the whole reason why you're pissed that your mom died is because they stole you from her in the first place? Not she gave you up. They stole you. And, and the, she the, was trying to they come. Take right. She was trying to get you back and got killed in the process. And not killed by walkers. Killed by Padre folk to keep her from coming to get you. But I will say this she acts more like a child brought up by Padre than Mo does. Because again, Mo, they have been giving her all of this knowledge, all of this. I can get the bravery, I can get it. And I get what she said to Grace when, you know, Grace said later on, she was like, you were so brave back there. Facing the, the prefect seemed a lot less scary than losing you. Okay, I get all of it. I get all of it. But again, you have an eight-year-old who has enough know-how to roll you to a place you're not supposed to, you didn't want to go. She's able to get you off of the boat by herself carry you and put you on this little whatchamacallit and then she has the strength to move this train car down the tracks and then she can convince 
these prefects who don't give a fuck about her or anybody else that they're going to want to let her go so she can save her mom. They're not going to hurt And me. they let her go long enough for her to get on the train so they can shoot the flares off again and call walkers to the train. How is that working for you, Mel? There's just so, like, again, the, the way that they're writing this little girl, again, she is supposed to be eight. She is a character who has been raised pretty much isolated from the rest of the godforsaken world on this island where she does not interact with other adults except for the people who are there. She does not understand the nuances of relationships or she should not because she's never, she's never had a healthy one since she was a baby. But yet she can figure all of this out to try to get grace the help that she needs. And I understand a lot of that is probably emotion and I get it, but there's only so much a child her age and size can do. You are not going to tell me that you can carry a grown ass woman that is literally dead weight. She, she's knocked out. She she, She helped walk a little bit. For those of y'all listening, I wish you could see my face right now. No. It does not make sense what they are doing with her character. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're trying to make her I don't want to say it like that because I don't want it I don't want it to be a comparison of her and the other young kid in this universe. Mm-hmm. But like there are times with even Judith where Judith was a kid. You know what I'm saying? She acted like a kid. Yes, she was wise beyond her years. But again, as we discussed in the last episode, Judith was raised in completely different circumstances than Mo. Judith had people who loved her, who cared about her, who fought for her, who protected her, who made sure that she still had some semblance of a childhood. Right. Mo has never had any of that. So this worldwide child that they're presenting to us, it does not make sense. Telling her, oh, you remember that place we walked through with Madison where I met you with Madison the Carnival? Yeah, I remember it. Do I remember how to get there? No. Why would I? I don't even know where the entry point was where we got there. You know, it's just like none of this is making sense. It's just, and then we have to deal with that on top of watching Grace die, watching her last wishes be basically ignored all the way up until she gets on that table. And then at that point, I think she just started telling Mo what Mo needed to hear because in a few minutes, it's not going to matter. At all. I understand. I understand why you did it. And yes, it made for some beautiful moments between them too, because again, this is something Mo has never had. She's never had a mother be loving to her. She's never had a mother be kind to her, reassure her, 
try to try to protect her. Even in this moment, Grace is dying. She is still trying to protect Mo. Once uh-huh. they realize that the treatment has not worked because Grace ends up with a fever, they realize uh-huh. the treatment hasn't worked. They radio Morgan. Morgan is trying to get back to them. But again, Morgan is coming from way the hell across wherever they were supposed to go. You've already, you basically have, have ensured that Morgan is not going to get to say his goodbye. Yeah. That's already obvious. He's running. Not the goodbye he needs because when she got out that boat, he wasn't going to see her again. That's why he kissed her hand. You're not going to see this lady again. But while they're sitting there talking and they're giving their goodbyes and I'm telling you, I'm sitting here when she's telling, she's calling Morgan, my my darling, my love and all this stuff and I love you. Girl, I'm boo-hooing like a marvel. You hear but me? still, wasn't that your your note of, oh yeah, she's not going to see oh, him yeah. again. But I, yeah. I, once, once they said that the treatment didn't work and June was telling her because Mo was like, we can do it again. Tell me, tell me how much to give her. And June is like, if we give her another dose now, she's going to die. And Mo was like, well, she's not going to survive the bite. She's going to die anyway. So what did June tell her? Enjoy the time you have left. Don't sit. And you know what? I'm sitting here thinking about um, Shuri in Black Panther. You're so busy trying to figure out ways to prolong somebody's life when they are at when they are on their dead deathbed dying yeah. asking for you, you and ignore you it because you're so focused on trying to save them. And then when the moment passes, you can't get that time back at all. And that's what everybody is trying to tell Mo. Like, look, I just want to spend time with you. Look, just spend time with her. Say your goodbyes. Just do whatever. And when she and Morgan are having this conversation, unfortunately, Morgan has to be the one to say it. He was like, you know, she's got to leave out of there, right? And that's when she tells Morgan, she can't. There's walkers outside. That puts a little bit of fire under Morgan's ass because he's thinking, okay, you know what? She can just leave out, leave leave um, Grace on the train car. And then I guess at that point, Morgan was probably like, I will go ahead and come do this because I do not want to see another person that I love end up in that state. But now you, you should not look because they're trapped. And you on the other side of town. That's my question. Once you, once you knew this, just randomly, once you knew this motherfucker was dying or about to die and you done picked her up from the boat and picked her up from the train and picked her up why you ain't strap her ass to that goddamn girl? I just knew that was gonna be the next step. I, Everything I in me was like, oh, just tie her up, tie her down. Well, here's the first thing. One, I don't think Mo has ever seen anybody turn. So she doesn't know what to expect. I don't think she knows what precautions to take. She wouldn't have even thought about that. And I but think Grace and Morgan but everybody else is so focused on trying to get done what needs to be done done i don't think anybody thinks that because again morgan thinks oh you could just get off the train and leave her on the train he's thinking that far ahead but no nothing to say oh my god she needs to be strapped down because i think at the point where grace said there's walkers outside morgan's only thought 
was to get to Mo. Get to Mo. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that I understand. The other thing is when Grace tells Mo, I'm going to need you to do it. I really think that Mo thought that she would be able to. Because again, yes, this is her mom, but this is also somebody she doesn't really have a close emotional bond with yet. She's just started to develop that. So you would think, given the way that she is she was raised and the circumstances now, she might be just enough detached to be able to do that, especially after what they just went through watching Morgan, the consequences of Morgan not being able to do what he was supposed to do. He wasn't he he was supposed to kill his wife's walker. He didn't. His son ended up dying as a result. He didn't kill his son's walker and Mo almost died as a result. So she's probably in her mind thinking, okay, I'm not gonna do what dad did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that mom doesn't do it. And you know, somebody commented on Twitter about the fact that, oh, you know, Grace turned in two minutes. I don't think that was the case. I think this was some time because when mm -hmm. Grace finally does die, Mo has the scalpel in her hand and they focus on showing that scalpel in her hand for a few extra seconds. Then the second time you look up, Grace's head has turned. So I think what happened was Mo turned Grace's head so that she could see it. that apple in the back, but she couldn't do it. And then the third time you see Mo looking over Grace, she's all the way on the other side of the table looking down at Grace from the left side. And she says, I'm sorry, mom, I can't do it. I think she had to have been there for a while. Hmm. Because for Morgan to get to her at the time that he got to her, it had to, she had to have been sitting there for a while because I think if it had been, yeah, it had to have been a while. And she was probably sitting there fighting with herself like, I can do this, I can do this. Again, thinking about what they just went through with Walker Dwayne. And what her dad has gone through and what he has lived with for the last 10 years, she's probably thinking, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Like, this is kind of sort of a little bit of what Padre has tra trained her for. Don't be emotionally involved. Don't be emotionally connected. But it's different when you know the person. Right. And I think that's the thing that's she didn't anticipate. Because, yeah. again, how how could she? She's never grown up with this kind of connection. So she didn't understand how that was going to affect her. And I think all of those things, she didn't think of, she didn't look at her mom and think, oh, I need to strap her down before she comes back. She's never seen the change. She doesn't know how that happens. You know, and honestly, if she had gone and sat in the corner and just been quiet until Morgan got there, Grace probably wouldn't have even reanimated because if you if you remember looking at walkers on the other show like um the beginning of season 11 for the walking dead when they were um when they were coming down the lines into that army surplus to get the food all those walkers had been there dormant and it wasn't until the little dust and the blood from uh Daryl's finger that they animated 
And we've seen that with other walkers and other shows. We saw we saw it in the world beyond. We've seen it, you know, time and time again. If the mm-hmm. walkers have no stimulation around them, they're just gonna sit there, they're just gonna be dead, they're just gonna be whatever. Right. But when you see them walkers in the cars that's been vegetating and somebody walks past, that's when they're like, oh, wait, there's something going on. She could have went and sat in the corner and been good. Maybe not for too long because you do have walkers outside trying to get in the window. And that probably would have woken Grace up, but she probably would have had a little more time and she wouldn't have had to go through the traumatic experience that she went through of Grace waking as a walker and trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that um, Morgan was able to get to her in time. But I mean, think about it. Even when Grace was trying to come at her, she was fighting her off. And then right towards the end, right before Grace was able to get to her, she kept saying, mom, stop, mom, stop. So it's like, even in her mind, at some point, she knows that Grace is not there anymore, but still it's kind of like, mom, it's me. Don't do this. You know? Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, because I remember reading something somewhere at some some point in time where they were talking about how when Shane turned, they were going to have him talk, say say Rick or some shit. Same thing. It, that would have been weird. Huh? I said that would have been weird. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, I mean, for that time, it probably, having him talk might have been weird but given the amount of time given how quickly shane turned because shane did turn quick mm-hmm. maybe so this was the the question that other people have had and we saw it with the governor do they retain anything of the person that they were when they turn now we saw a little bit of it with Penny because there were times when he would sit there and comb Walker Penny's hair and she would actually calm down. She would be just like, you know, a child. That's like, yeah. Jenny, why did Jenny keep going to the same house? Because even in even in last week's episode, Morgan said she kept coming back. I don't know if it was that she heard us or that she smelled us. But it's so strange that she kept coming back to the same house, even in the first episode where we saw her walker, when Rick was looking at the peephole. Okay, you know, if you're looking at a peephole from outside, you see a pinpoint of a dot and Uh you might see some light move behind it. But Mm. they were already in the dark, only being illuminated by candles. So it's not like there was that much light. But Jenny had a sense she would look And she would do this, and that's when she would walk up the stairs and try the doorknob. That's why, even back then, I was like, I have a feeling there's still a little bit of what they have. But don't you even even remember in the Tales episode with Anthony Edwards, when he was tracking the one walker, he was like, that was his specimen, because he thinks that this particular walker has some memory uh retention even mm-hmm. after being turned so the theory has been played around with mm-hmm. that it is possible to do it yeah but 
but grace wouldn't know that you know what i'm saying so that just kind of she just reverted back to that basic instinct mom this is mom she's my mom she's not gonna hurt me and she did that in her fear which is so sad because and and it's one of the it's one of the only times that i feel like they portrayed her as her age they portrayed her as the kid she's supposed to be because again all of this other stuff that she's been doing she has not had enough exposure to the rest of the world, to the rest of her circumstances right. to be doing the things that she's doing. Now, her listening to June and, and doing what she told her to do as far as the treatment, okay, anybody can follow directions. That part I'm not bothered by, you yeah. know, because if June says, okay, so you're going you're gonna to grab this thing and it looks like this and you're going to turn this back, that's not something hard for her to do. Right. Her being able to navigate down the river and go to the place that y'all met and all this stuff, that to me is very unrealistic. And dragging you these from moments, the boat to the train pumpy thing. Yeah. All of that to me is very unrealistic for a child who is supposed to be eight. Yeah. Who, again, has been raised isolated and without all of the other stuff. Right. I think these last scenes with her and Grace has been the most realistic that they have had her portray for her character. And it added so much to the scenes because you have these two characters here. You have the one character who can't get to them and they're all conflicted. They all know that the end is about to come and they're all dealing with it in their own ways. Mo is starting to feel guilt because she was like, I should have just did what you wanted. I, you know, I should have went where dad told me. I robbed you guys from your time together, you know? And then that's when Grace, okay, so like this was the part that had me sob, like ugly cry sobbing. When she tells Mo you didn't you didn't doom us you actually saved us and she was like there was a time long ago when things were bleak and your father and i were going to end things do you know what stopped us it was you we heard you crying and you see the flashes from that episode where they were about to commit suicide and Mm -hmm. i'm just bawling 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 like oh my gosh she is about to die at this point like you basically just gave that child probably the best gift that you can give her in this circumstance to let her know that you are the reason we are still here you were the reason we had more time because that would have been it for morgan and and grace's story and they didn't even really get to have much of a story to that point right so for her to be able to tell her this and give that to her and then she died. I was just like, y'all fucking make me sick. Y'all make me sick. But then I was hoping beyond hope that this child would go through. I did not want to see Grace come back as a walker. I feel like, it, especially as much as we've seen it in this universe, if you have the opportunity to keep your loved one from doing that, I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. It's one of the reasons why it pissed me off so much that they allowed on the main show for Eric to just walk off and join a herd with Aaron not taking care of that. Because if you have someone that you love, 
you aren't supposed to let them do that. Carl said it so many times. He had to do that with Lori. You know, Spencer had to do that with Deanna. They had to do it with Sasha. You don't, you don't let these people turn unless it's a circumstance that you can't control. And then when you can, or when you have to, then you have to put that person down. She didn't, she didn't have to turn. But again, we can't expect an eight-year-old to be able to have that kind of bravery, maturity, whatever, to be able to say, okay, you know what? Yes, I'm about to stick this knife in my mama's head, especially someone that she just recently connected with. Like I right. said, you would think that she would have been detached enough because they didn't have a lot of time together, but that goes to show, I think, just how in that small amount of time, Grace was able to work her way into Mo's heart. And not only uh, Grace, but Morgan too. Just for it to go to shit. Because Grace, had, I mean, Morgan has to come in. He has to kill Walker Grace to save Mo. And then here comes Shrike's bitch ass. I was like, Morgan, if you don't go outside and kill this bitch now. Like, y'all literally just killed Grace. Here you come. With Emil's staff that Morgan ended up using. Oh, I thought we were going to have to come. I thought we were going to have to come in there. Your brain. Morgan was like, look, can we just bury her in peace? Can you leave us alone? She won't even grant them that much. And then, you know, she starts talking about. Oh, she starts talking about. Well, what she's going through, that's what I've been trying to protect them from. She doesn't ever have to feel that. You know, I could kill you right now, Morgan, but she's already lost one parent today. I'm like, bitch, you can't kill Not seeing you pick up anything to kill anybody in any of these episodes we have we have seen you in. And you want to talk about you finna kill Morgan? Yeah, okay. Bitch, please. But anyway. That's not going to happen. So while Morgan is sitting here trying to take care of this, of course, you got the prefects down here. Mo is on the train looking at Grace. And I could tell something was changing just by the way she was looking at Grace because where she was looking at Grace with sadness when Morgan was on the train. By the time he got ready to get off the train, she was looking at Grace with something totally different. Mm -hmm. And then she tells, she comes off the train and she tells Morgan, she was like, dad, stop. She was like, she's right. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And Morgan's like, she can't, she can't turn off your emotions. And I think Mo was like, well, she literally taught me how to do that for seven years. I was the one that slipped up and now I'm hurting because I just lost this person. So yeah, I don't want to do this shit anymore. You know what? What you need done? Why do you need me? Why do you need, like, why were you, why are you trying to get into the uh, rail, rail yard? And she's like, Oh, we have everything that we need to rebuild, but there's thousands of carry-on there. There weren't thousands of carry-on there when you and your brother were there. So why didn't y'all get that shit off before? But no, now you now you want Morgan and you want his friends to go and clear. And then Mo was like, we can do it. I can do it. I was like, Sit girl. your ass down, ma'am. I was like, little girl, if you don't sit your ass down, and then, of course, she goes to Dove and the rest of the prefects. We can do it. We can clear it. That's the way. That's what they've been training us to do all these years. I was like, don't you be using your daddy's term to talk about what you about to do for this. I was. 
I mean, I understand. Most and your mama just died. Your daddy just had to come save you. Now all of a sudden, you super, super eight-year-old and gonna go get your little couple friends and y'all gonna go kill a thousand walkers. Okay, okay so I'm sure it's not just gonna be her and those prefix. I'm I sure they have a lot of kids. And at this I point, know. I feel like Mo is angry. Absolutely. She's angry and she's sad and she's hurt and she needs an outlet for that. So I understand that. But she needs to go to the other show and find out what her could have been Aunt Mich Auntie Michonne says. What, what she see what Anger, she stupid, uh, stupid, get you killed. Yeah. Please don't, please don't go down that route. But of course, at this point, Mo is determined. She has basically cut Morgan off now. She was like, like he's pleading with her. She has ignored him. She's not paying him no attention. Nothing. She was like, I'm going to get this done. Oh. I was like, now, when Morgan was sitting there and the two people were next to him, I knew he was going to knock them out. I didn't think he was going to kill them because they're still young, young people. Yeah. But I was like, okay, he about to knock them out. But when he ran up, instead of trying to run past Shrike, he should have knocked her ass out first. And he should have maybe killed her. Grab that, um, grab that staff. And took her head clean off like he did like he did uh whatchamacallit. He yeah, that's what he should have done. That's what he should have done. But he did. But he didn't. So now Asper and got tripped. They Shrike has put Morgan back on the train car with Grace's dead body, and they've set off more flares. So that walkers can come. They've locked him on the train car. So he can't get out. So now he just SOL. And I thought that too. But you have to keep in mind. These are our people. They have more ingenuity. Understand. Than, and he probably and, has the walkie still. So he can call Daniel and all them. And you know the mistake she made? Dropping the axe. Girl. But no, he didn't take the axe. He had his stick. He never took the axe. No, 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 no. I'm, sa I'm saying when Shrike left, remember she threw the axe down? Oh, yeah. Mistake. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Mistake, mistake. for her. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mistake Absolutely. for her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if nothing else, Morgan going to get in, he's going to kill her. Especially if something happened to Mom. He is going to kill the fuck out of her. I don't think like he's lost grace. But I don't I think so either, but I'm just saying that just would be. Kill, he just gonna kill him. Just nah, I, I say June gotta be the one to kill Strike. I say June. I think there's a there's like a whole line of people that should be able to kill her. So I think at I, this point they are gonna have to fight each other to determine who has the right to. No, to no, kill no. Her. Let me get her. No, let me get her. No, let me get her. Yeah, yeah. But that bitch needs to die. She absolutely does. And I will say this. So next week is the mid-season finale. That's episode six. Then we'll get six more episodes. I do not need Shrike or Padre to take up all six of those episodes. If, if you got to do, do one to close out the storyline. 
And then what I need to happen is I need for Morgan to take his people, all his people, and make his way back to Virginia. That's that's if what I want you to go again. Just go home, Morgan. Go home because there's a lot going on that you didn't know about. You don't know that Rick is gone. You don't know that Carl is dead. You don't know Michonne is gone. You don't know about Tara. In, you don't know about all these people whose heads was on the pike. You don't know about none of this stuff. You need to take your ass home. You need to go home. Take your child. Take Dwight and Sherry and possibly Finch because again, like I said, that by the end of this episode, it don't look too good for Finch mm -hmm. because June said if the treatment didn't work on Grace it may not work on Finch. And they don't even, they're not even near where Finch is. So they and can't even get to the train cause, car. Because Finch is smaller. They can't even get to the train car. They'll so, find a way. They're going to find a way. I'm just, okay. So I watched the episode when it released on Thursday and then I watched it again last night because Karen David was live tweeting it and I just have to say she is one of those um, actors she interacts a lot with her fans on social media like we were all making comments to her and she was answering pretty much all of the comments if she wasn't answering it she was liking stuff. She was retweeting stuff. And then after the episode aired, before it aired on the East, uh, excuse me, before it aired on the West Coast, she got on Instagram and did an Instagram live and she talked about her experience. And she, according to her, she knew that Grace was going to die like from the beginning. She already knew what Grace's path was. But she said it was still emotional to play it. She didn't know that Grace was going to go out with a walker bite. That was new. But because of the whole radiation storyline, she knew Grace's days were At enough. some point. So she said the walker bite thing was very surprising. And because she is, in her own words, a big scaredy cat, she said filming the walker stuff was, it was rattling to her because she said she she scared herself looking in the mirror because it was, she was like, that is zombies that kind of, that's not my thing but she said her husband has been wanting her to play a zombie so he was really excited about the fact that she got to play a walker but you know again she is so gracious to her fans and she um she just expressed a lot of love and appreciation to the show to her co-stars to the fans and just she got very choked up about it, which a lot of us were because, you know, I understand what you were saying. Yes, Grace went through a whole lot, put her out of her misery. But I, you know, you feel like if there has to be a character that can overcome a lot of that stuff, like you put this character through this, 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 and this, and they still survive. She's the character I wanted that for. Because even in life, there are people who go through so much shit, and they end up winning in the end. They end up getting everything that they want. And she was so close to it. And it this is the Walking me, Dead universe. I know. So the, second, I know. the second she had hope, but we're going to go to this place that I got us all prepared and I got stuff so we can just go together and be a family. That was her death sentence right there. Did you see the carnival picture on the wall? 
So in the station, in the relay station, when they put Finch in the bedroom, that was the bedroom that she had set up for Mo. For Mo. There was a picture of a carnival merry-go-round on the wall. I did see that. And I was like, now I really want to go back and rewatch that episode because that Ma episode was one of the best episodes. I love that episode. I absolutely loved it. But oh, so now Grace is gone. Mo is off with her little, I don't even want to say friends, but her, I don't know, co-workers, whatever. Her crew. Her, her crew. Cleaning crew. They're gonna, crew. Go to, they're gonna go try to cl clear the walkers, which I noticed they didn't necessarily clear them, but those walkers they're are gone. and roaming around and there's a horde now and of course we're going to see Madison in the next episode and Daniel and all you know how we deal with hordes. But you also see Morgan is about to go back into that um, he's about to go back into that headspace because again you see writing on the wall in the train car he was like, I thought I was past this. You just had to kill your other love. Not days after you just killed your son, your your walker son. Same the same little girl. So you you got some stuff happening. So yes, you, you're not past that yet. But I hate to say it. This is the Morgan that we need. Because when it Morgan is. is in that headspace. Ain't nobody gonna fuck with him. He is not playing with you. He's about to go get his child and he's about to fuck up anybody who gets in gets his in way. His that last, yeah. The last thing he says in that promo at the end of the episode, he was like, what did he say? Baby, move out the way. I was like, oh, he about to whoop some ass. And I'm here for it because it needs to be Shrike's ass because I'm I'm so tired of her. I'm so tired Please of her. Please be her. Please. What, else, what I also don't want, I don't want for Shrike to die, and then we got to see this little punk ass brother of hers. Oh no, he he gonna be a quick kill off too. He gonna be a quick. What it is is they gonna end up trying to figure out where all the key parents at. <laughs> hey, who your mama? <laughs> I mean, they're gonna have to go back and get Madison's files that she left behind. But I'm so mad with that. Girl, we we're not even talking. We're not even gonna talk because like, why would you again, leave that with I'm, I'm, I'm still on the I'm still on the make it make sense. Like because y'all still haven't told us how Madison survived. Like, how did she get out of the stadium? How did she get because we remember we went back to the stadium. That stadium was decimated. So anyway. And, uh, and she had what a fire uh a dynamite. Or a fire I think, stick? No, I think it was just a flare. Okay. I think it was just a flare, but she said... She, but we already know they don't give a fuck about no fucking fire. So, anyway. Rest in peace, Grace. You deserved way better. Morgan deserves better. Mo deserves better. But of course, like you said, this is the Walking Dead universe, and people don't necessarily get what they deserve. Yeah. Unless it's Aiden. He definitely got what he deserved. You know what? Did you really have to go there? I did. <laughs> you have any final thoughts on this episode? I'm glad they finally put Grace out of her misery. And out of my misery. And so now we can go on with moving on to Kill Shrike and end up with a very happy ending. 
I would have loved to have seen her do it though. But I just feel like even after this finale, our second, the second half is gonna focus on where the fuck Victor is. It needs to because we haven't heard anything about Victor. Uh-uh. I, I figured that's what they. I figured that's what they were saving the second half for. For everybody else, we ain't seen. Um, main character wise, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> they've already quote unquote alluded to Charlie. They quote unquote alluded to Luciana that she might not be around anymore. We haven't heard not an word about Sarah or Wendell or um. Follow look, looking at the feed of Sharon D from Squawking Dead. Uh, we don't know where Rabbi Jacob is. I said, oh shit, he did come oh, back, yeah. didn't he? We don't know where he is either. So I have a feeling some of those people we probably will never hear about again, just like we never heard about Heath again. We haven't heard about Cindy again. We haven't heard about Cal again. Um, yeah, there's just some people they're just going to leave open and unresolved. And I'm just going to put it out there that they're doing that because they're going to be seen in future things. That's just my head canon, and that's what I'm going with. That's what we're going to go with. That's what we're going to go with. And so on that note, that is it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can chat with us on our Discord channel. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel. And you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. Bye.